0: This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason. What's going on? What do you have on tap for us today? Well, it's like today it's like it's the, uh, I don't know if you could call it like the abrupt ending or it's just like, hey, you kind of reach this natural ending like ahead of time. But, you know, I'm going back to like an author who I've like, you know, featured up like on this podcast and on the blog a lot. And that's Scott Snyder, um, He's the guy who made his name on Batman, first um, writing um, like one argue like, the definitive um Dick Grayson adventure with um like the like with his run on Detective Comics in the Black Mirror, which was so good that um it gave basically like DC gave him like the range to Batman at the start of the New Fifty Two era, and you know like while well, that that um well, that setup came with like a lot of pressure, it's so, like a lot of expectations and like you know a high High-profile artistic collaborator in terms of Greg Capullo, um, like on on the title as well. He he nailed it, and basically like you know gave us like you know it's like some some of the best Batman stories we'd read in a long long while. And basically like you know, every like major arc was like a you know, big like new adventure, like from the introduction of the Court of Owls like in the first arc to like the return of the Joker in death of the family to his reinvention of. Like of Batman Year One in Zero Year to hey you know Joker's back again in um, Endgame, and then the uh, like 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 um, Commissioner Gordon taking over as Batman with like his Batbot it's like at like in the in the arc that closed out the, like the era it's like that that was like some great stuff. And after that you know I was primed to, like say hey you know I'm gonna follow Snyder wherever he goes because he just delivered like this awesome bat stuff for like years and years on end. Fast forward to the present era and well, you know, it's starting to look like um, Snyder's um, work on Batman is probably like the high watermark of his career with me. Cause you know, while I did enjoy his work on um, American Vampire, which is like his creator owned um, like series he did with Vertigo that got Stephen King to collaborate to, to contribute a story like for the initial arc. But it was good, but it didn't. But by the, but um, by the end of it, it just like didn't quite live up to its potential. It's basically like you know reconfiguring you know American history as basically a as say like a vampire side side story. It's like as like with each as each arc went what went, went on. In fact, like some of the arcs were like you know more silly than than anything else, and that was kind of disappointing. And then you know he also did his his run on uh, Justice League, which also had a lot of like co contributor work from James Tinian the Fourth. And you know, it was good, but at the same time, it kinda also suffered for the fact that, you know, when you get to the very end of it, it's like it you know, basically just, you know, said, Oh, nope, not gonna you're not gonna get your finale here. You gotta go and read um the death metal storyline that we're doing in order to get the uh, final like arc of what, what I'm doing here. And that actually turned out to be like um like Snyder's Swan song for the D C because after he uh after he did that, he decided, you know, hey, I want to go and just do, like, normal stuff for myself. Like, I want to just do, like, original creator-owned work, like, that, you know, to show you show everyone else what I'm capable of, like, you know, beyond working in the D, in the DC, DC universe. And, you know, he did that, you know, working with, uh, like, working with Comestology and, like, he did a lot of, um, like, original projects with, project with them that, you know, Dark Horse is now um, pub- publishing through there, because, <laughs> They really looked into that, didn't didn't they? But um I uh I was not necessarily impressed with a lot of the stuff they did. Like, um his follow up um miniseries with um Greg Capullo called We Have Demons just had felt really uh safe and by the numbers in terms of a uh organization that's set to um, like, you know, fight like fight demons that oh, turns out there's a traitor in the ranks and oh my god, we gotta find out who it is And that was that was kind of disappointing, and then there was like *Night of the Ghoul*, which you know had a uh, interesting like um fi- like um filmic setup, but then just kind of like you know just didn't do anything in- interesting with with its setup by like by the end. Just like felt like really conventional. It's like in-, in in formulaic to the point where it's like I like the he's got other like you know like um like uh, digital comics to print stuff lined up with uh. With with comicsology via Dark Horse, and I just don't really feel like all the interest in seeing and checking it out. And it, oh, and then there's also his Dark Places um stuff with um IDW, um um with like the first one um Wildfires, um also just feeling like really obvious and and safe and not really surprising, but just like a lot of his career and work has basically felt like, oh, like he's got like a lot of like interesting ideas for this kind of, for this kind of worlds he wants these people, these sorts to take place in. But the execution is just basically safe by the numbers and really formulaic. Just like contrary, to like, you know, like what he was doing with Batman, where he's just kind of like trying to find like new angles on stuff that, you know, we hadn't seen first, like in a, in a property that we hadn't, that we're familiar with. And like, you know, like we had, we had like come to expect his creative work. As just they felt like, you know, hey, you know, like just like link here, like a great concept, and and that'll be enough. And that's kind of like really been disappointing. And like I've really not felt like compelled to find to follow what he's been doing. Like to the it's like you know like as things are going going forward. Well, the exception though is with this series, um, Noctera, which is what he which is what he's been working on with um with artist Tony Daniel and a couple other collaborators such as Dennis Cohen, uh, Francis Manapool and Liam Sharp on very special issues but Daniel has been like the main artistic collaborator on this series which has run for um 16 issues and three three specials and it's basically reached its um conclusion with um this with this third third volume the, um it's in the solicitations it was described as the end of the first cycle of Nocterra but, you know, it's like, I uh, honestly kind of wonder, it's like, you know, like it it reaches a pretty definitive conclusion for the story it's t- telling to the point where it's like, hey, you know, if there's going to be more Noctera after this, then it's going to be very, very different than what's come before. Um, Maybe it'll be more interesting, but I don't know. It's like, Sanders created her own um stuff to this point. It's not um, inspired much confidence, if I'm being honest here. But, as far as Noctara goes, well, you know, like, it's got a really solid, interesting concept. Probably something that I uh, would have been much more invested in if it had hit me in my teenage years. Because it's got, like, a nice sense of absolutes, like, you know, absolute good, absolute evil, like, in this, like, in this strange new world. Which is, like, um, defined by the big idea of what if the sun went down one day and did not come up? Basically, like the world we're living in is now called the big PM where, where it's like, you know, it's just all dark and um like, and humanity has to like find its own light in order, in order to survive. Um, this can be like through very various, various means where it's like through a uh, town that's like basically was serving as a light light bulb factory and is able to generate like all the light bulbs at once. Or what about a kind uh, of like, you know, that was like a drive-in theater center and just like was able to just, you know, pull out all the, uh, like all the movies it wants on it's like on various screens. It's like or just like, you know, some towns that have like, you know, very like very power powerful sun sun lamps. It's like it's like or like, you know, just that that kind of thing. Like there is a uh, like Snyder has like, like has a has a real love of dropping really es- esoteric specialized knowledge. It's like in it's like in his stories. And sometimes it works really well, other times it kinda of feels like he's he's showing off. With Noctera, it's kinda of like a, a an interesting middle ground in the sense that you know he it's like like he he gives you all this like um like specialized knowledge in order to like, tell you like why these pl- these particular towns like have like the access to the light that they that they do because the thing is because light is life in this world it's like if you don't have light then you're going to turn into a shade like a shade is basically like an evil gnarled mon- monstrous creature that um like that that roams the world now, and like you know some, and like these creatures are just you know breeding with each other, like creating like you know grotesque hybrids of um like of monsters and like other cre of uh, like familiar creatures like cats, possums, like um like wolves, dogs, it's like in whales, it's like in other like you know whatever any kind of like you know creature. Including humans as well, because humans can turn into shades as well, and they are just like the nastiest um like versions of this bunch it's this world that our protagonist um Val Riggs and her brother emery it's like are like are currently living in and then making out um livings as um as as ferrymen at least val is she's basically you know just like her job is just you know get um people who want to go from point a to point B like in, intact and it's like, and that's and that's what we're introduced to, like to her doing, like in like, at the start of, start of the first volume. It's like we we learn that she used to be she used to be blind, but like a cataract surgery restored her sight um before before the big PM, um and it was also just in time for, like for the uh, for her to witness like the sun going down going down forever. And that's kind of like something that the uh, that that Sandra, like does like hits upon for, like for the each volume. Like it's each volume has a different narrator for the volume one. It's Val for um, volume two it's um it's like it's piper the uh like, like the son the sorry the daughter of one of the it's like of one of the people who um may have um brought um um brought the sun down forever it's like as we're, as we're told in, in volume one and then volume three is like her brother is her brother Emery. so basically it's like it's it's all the, it's all like you know just defining like this the series in their their point of view whether it's like vowels you know like um um, experience of blindness in Volume One, uh, Piper's you know knowledge of math in Volume Two, and how fractions you know like kind of, and their big dividing line, you know die like kind of kind of define define the world to those around them. And Emery's, you know scientific method about you know like like if if then what why because like you know how the how and how how that you know like you know defines his like his life and how it ties into the story itself. This is, this is like interesting. But at the same time, though, it's like, like, it's the world building that, you know, kind of, like, you know, really makes, makes an impression. Just, like, the idea of a world defined by defined by darkness. It's like, and then just people, like, trying to find a way to live, like, live in it, you know, like, like regardless. Because humans can adapt to anything, even a world where that's just, where the worlds are constantly closing in around them. And, you know, like, darkness is just, you know, like, kind of, like, just, you know, like, slowly, like, you know, Um, ruining their lives like regardless and this is how um like val meets piper and her um grandfather like augustus because augustus says you know he's got that that classic self is kind of world he's saying i go like i've found a way to bring like bring light back to the world and i need you to get us to this place and um val is just like of course deeply skeptical of this claim. But the thing is that at the story at the start of the story, um, Emery is also succumbing to the uh like, like to uh like to the shade transformation. Like he eventually, he basically like, you know, spent too long out out in the darkness and now like he's slowly turning in turning into a human human based shade himself. And so so Val basically figures that okay, if I've got gonna have any chance of like saving my um, my doctor brother, I've got to like you know take like um let's trust that you're taking gonna like you know take me to a place where I I can like have enough life to bring bring him bring him back, and that's um, thrust of volume one full throttle dark, where you know it's basically like you know hey you know like. Val is just like, you know, like the skeptic who's just like, you know, like kind of forced, to like, you know, like believe in other things again as she, you know, as she has to, like, you know, take these uh, people to their, like, to their new, like, to their place. It's like, and, like, you know, save her brother along the way. Save her brother also, for, and also um, Piper and um, Gus from the guy who's trailing them, guy named by the name of Blacktop Bill. Bill is introduced as an, it's like, it's like, as, like, the baddest of the bad not just not just like a a killer but a killer of killers we're we're told um early on in volume two like in his special that he was basically like a hitman who killed other hitmen for the mob that's how bad he was really but also like that was just his day job i mean his what he did for fun was just you know try and track down people who had survived um like traumatic events like 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 basically their plane went down and they were the only ones who survived you know, he just you know go and try and not like, kill them on the day that they're just trying to celebrate their 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 survival. That's how bad this guy is, and it's like, and yeah, he's like he's meant to be like you know like evil above evil, like me like bastard above bastards of, of anything else. Even like the the main the single thing about him, like for like you know like for the like the duration of his run, is his all black character design because. Like contrary to like what everyone else looks like in the series, well, most everyone else, like he is just like a full-on like black um design, like just a human guy filled in with black, like on the page, and the person selling this to us is Tony Daniel, who had a um like had, had like a run on like on Batman Detective Comics, like illustrating part of Grant Morrison's run, and then also taking over for writer as a writer and artist for the detective comics during the new 52 era um he is a guy it's like who like has done like like some really good it's like really distinctive superhero work like for dc o- over the years and he really um gets a chance to like cut loose like over these three volumes of, of noctera well specifically the first volume because i get the feeling with the first volume he had some lead time in order to like make sure this stuff looked really really good and it and his work on the first volume is like really detailed really just like really impressive and like great in how details like the act the act the action and whatnot um maybe and yeah it's like maybe it's not quite as detailed in volumes two and three but if he does do a good job of like selling this story as a big blockbuster you know action you know science fiction adventure not really a horror story because even though like there are elements of horror to this like such as like you know the whole you know like people like living in a world of darkness and like like evil monsters like they're going to living like solely corrupted to kill them by the darkness well it's like he kind of pitches it as a big like you know blockbuster action action adventure and you know it, it really the series really does kind of work on that kind of it's like on that kind of level it's like it's it's like it, it's enter, it's entertaining it's stylish um but it really kind of hinges on you know on the idea of like you know this world in in darkness the big pm rather than just you know offering up any major like you know twist to it probably the best twist that the series like delivers is in volume 2 which is when um bill um like introduces us as the bastard of bastards you know finally finds out about the the real big bad like the uh darkness the the avatar of darkness Nox. like he finds out about Nox's real plan and then realizes that oh there's no actual place for me in your world of darkness well why don't i just go and like set up with the uh like with the good guys instead to take you down bastard so that i really liked i liked the idea that you know hey this guy that you know that was sent said it was like a one note um over the top you know like um like bastard of villainy was now going to like you know head down find an angle to basically make make him collaborate with them as as things went on and you know i was looking forward to seeing um sender pull that off except that's not what happens by the end of volume two bill is back on the side of villainy in the way that it feels like oh okay that's that's fine, I see what you're going, like, you know, can't actually have any, like, you know, nuance here, like, you know, the good guys are good, the bad guys are bad, and that's how things are are going to go to the end, and Volume 2 kind of, like, left me hoping that, oh, well, you know, it it implies that, you know, things are going to wrap up um, with Volume 3, and that's basically what happens, I think. I'll say I think that's for the best here, because Volume 3... Um, collects like another five issues of the main series plus two additional specials um val val special and the nemesis special now really calling these like issues like specials are are misnomers really these like like the blacktop bill special before them these are basically like you know like like proper issues of the main series just illustrated by different people other than tony daniel dennis cohen um does the uh, did the bill special in volume two and he did like you know some some solid sketchy work there but then you got um princess Pool um handling the val special and which basically like you know shows tries to introduce like a note of nuance into val's storyline like after like showing us like you know what she'd become at the after the end of volume two and basically implying that you know hey she's like you know, well, we thought she was like one of the good people like we're trying it's trying to imply that you know maybe she's not as good as we had hoped she was but oh no she's still one of the good good people overall and um but then you got the uh like the nemesis special by liam sharp which you know sharp does in his new um digital painterly style which on one hand it's not quite it's not really good for clarity as i've mentioned in um his in my Reviews of his um, like um Green Lanterns work with Grant Morrison and um the Gar- and his and his work with adapting um Garth Ennis's um script for um Batman um, Reptilia. um this is actually probably like the best version of it that I've seen because it's all about um Bill chasing um Emory through his um through his mind and so, like it requires like a, a sense of like unreality something that's more um like akin to the style of Vince, Bill Sienkiewicz um like than anything else. And it works like, you know, for like for the story. But, you know, it's like it's uh I will say that, you know, like it's kinda like more you know, works for like something that sort of rec- requires a more impressionistic version of horror rather than actual story clarity. So there you go. But basically uh with uh like volume three no breaks, it's like it basically involves, you know, like um Val hooking back up with her with her team and everyone just, you know, going to the uh like the whole like what is the uh the home of like the the people who have like hoarded all the light to this point, um EOS. And them trying to and trying to convince them to uh like unleash this light in order to uh save the world and take out um and take out Nox, the Avatar Avatar of Darkness. It's uh you know it's like I think the best thing about this volume I can say is that while Snyder, a lot of Snyder's work has kind of, especially his event stuff with um DC, like in metal and death metal is that he dude loves to just, you know, like go like play, like, like, like play up the hopelessness of a storyline to the point where, where it's just like, you know, Oh no. It's like, everyone's like, you know, failing. Nothing they do like succeeds. And Oh wait until the very end when like the uh, storyline did, de- demands that they succeed in order for there to be like another, another storyline after, after this, um, with no breaks, um, it doesn't quite feel like, like the, uh, like things that feel like, like get, get to that point on a regular basis. Like it actually feels kind of, um, balanced to the point where it's like, you know, everyone's like, you know, struggling against the the darkness and then just like, you know, yes, yeah, there's things, things, the tide changes, but not in a way that just you know feels like oh my god it's like it just feels like everyone's like suffering until the very 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 last point that the story can sustain it if it's going going to work. So, like I think that, like, that No Breaks is a decent enough um, follow um, finish to the like like to the series. It's like it's got um like like get like um Dan- Daniel's qual- like quality art, um Snyder, it's like you know does like like um tells a story that you know, doesn't quite. Doesn't like fall apart or buckle under the weight of its, it's like of like all the bad stuff that's happening to it, and so that's that's good. That's, I like that. But at the same time, though, it's like when you get when I got to the end, I was kind of like, okay, this is fine. I don't think I need like anything else here. And even though like the story like in the associations is built as like you know the end of the first cycle, I really can't imagine like you know like the story like you know going like anywhere at. Like after this like like i mean to be honest like if the story like did have enough momentum or you know if people enough people are reading it you know i'm sure people it, like maybe um like i i wouldn't be doing this podcast right now i'd be like you know writing up the review volume three you have to read on the blog and um you know volume four would be like in the offing at this point but i think that you know like three volumes of this like in this storyline is perfectly fine and you know if um I was going to give, like uh, my biggest issue with this series is that I really kind of, after I was done with Volume 3, I kept thinking of ways that I would improve the storyline. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's like, Jason, it's like, you're just a podcaster. You're just like, you know, a critic. You're just like, like a wannabe influencer. What makes you think you can write on something better than on what Snyder and um, Daniel have delivered here? And yeah, you're right. Like you know, I'm just like I'm just a guy. I'm just armchair quarterback in this. But you know, it's like, hey, you're listening right now, so hear me out, because I think that um, the story would have been much better served if Snyder had committed to um, Bill's um, face turn in Volume Two. Basically, like you know, just like have Bill realize that you know Knox had no place for him in this in his new world, and then just re- had him like hook up with 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 um, Sundog Convoy. And I, work with them. Because, you know, hey. Like, you know, fighting against, like, the ultimate evil produces strange bed- bedfellows. And I I would like to see, like, you know, how how everyone, like, manages their morality. Basically, Bill having to, um, put his, like, darker impulses on hold in re- relation that, you know, I need to, like, do this if I'm going to, like, you know, like, um, survive into a world that allows me to indulge all my, like, you know, desires to kill people. And, like, everyone in Sundog basically just going like well we need this guy because he's got the knowledge and the skills to get us where we're going. It's like, you know and we we've got to live live with that. Just that kind of like tension right there. I wish that, you know, that kind of tension had been played out more. And also, what if um Val had been um you know like um like positive with like the uh like the the the, the 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 uh the desire to create to like the the uh, initiative to join, join Knox, you know, it was like just the idea that, you know, she was kind of, you know, left hanging like at the end of volume two. And, you know, what if she was the one who had just been, you know, like, you know, cajoled to, to join Knox in his, in his unho- unholy crusade, you know, because you know like good people like fail. They buckle under the pressure. And, you know, what if she had, had been, um, had, had one of having being forced to be given, had forced to be given in to like this, um, overwhelming evil that was like basically posit- like positive meaning, like you know like overwhelming with no no way out what like what kind of what how would everyone else have in some kind of way of dealt with being that right? would would they have like you know tried to give her the benefit of the doubt only to be killed or would like you know bill's presence you know on on their side just basically like real, had them realizing that you know hey you know like she's the one of the bad people and now it's like you gotta like if you want to like save the world you got to go against her. It's like that's that's what I would have really really liked to have seen for this this story. One that really just kind of played with like you know who is good, who is bad. Can bad people like you know do do good things for the right reasons? Can good people do bad things? It's like if they're like you know push pushed to the edge. Now Terra is not really um interested in um in those, those kinds of questions. It's basically interested in like you know it's it's big high concept world of like, you know, what if the sun never came up again and how did we get it back? That's um, the, that that's where it's going. That's what it's concerned with. But so it's, it's kind of like if you're interested, if you want to read this series, you got to think about, you know, do I want to read like a nice surface level, like, you know, big blockbuster story about, you know, people bringing light back to the, like to the world rather than just, you know, Hey, what does it mean to be good? What does it mean to be bad? You know, when darkness is all around you that's that's how it is and noctera you know definitely not bad um but at the same time though it doesn't really give me hope that you know Sanders creator creator own work is going to be you know really better than this batman work which you know is kind of weird cause, like that's that's not how the comics industry is supposed to work but that's where we are right now Yeah. So. That sounds a very, like a very interesting analysis, to be honest with you, because like you said, it's usually the secondary works outside of the popular works that kind of, um, how should we say it? At least I, I think that's what you're saying, is that it kind of tends to exceed sometimes the franchise work. Yeah, it's like, I mean, you, yeah. yeah, you you expect like a, like a creator's, like a writer's, like, you know, work like when they're not working within the confines of Marvel or DC or like any other shared universe to be like, you know, like not quite as good. I mean, so you, so you shift like their work outside of like, you know, Marvel or DC to be like, you know like better because like, they're not working within the con confines, you know, like they've got freedom to be what like, do whatever they want. But Snyder that, that, that's not really how, how it's turned out to be for him. You know, it's least no. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, um, yeah, this has been an interesting analysis. So, do you know what you're going to be talking about next time? Well, it kind of depends on what I get in the mail. But also, I've still got, you know, like some 50 odd issues of um, Captain Marvel by um, Kelly Thompson to check out. So, that's also on the table. So, it could be that. It could be something else. It could be a mystery. But, you know, don't expect um, best of 20, um, 2023 yet because that's, I've still got some stuff I want to, like you know, check out before that happens. Sounds great. We'll catch you next time on. Come picks by the click. Ladies, everyone.